All right. So, time for a recap. Kinsey, Pax, and Roland have been at Tobias Station for some time, attempting to overthrow the corrupt Captain Morales, who apparently had the previous, or uh, who had the station master, uh, Eddie Copeland, murdered and impersonated by a bloke named Carver Barkley. Um, Carver Barkley got broken out by Pax uh, a couple sessions ago, um, and uh, during all of this time, uh, the whole like four months, I think that they've been at Tobias Station, uh, they've been ingratiating themselves a little bit to the people and a lot of it to the various crime families that uh, exist here. Uh, specifically, they have made deals with the Sheffield family, the Canoom family, and the Acosta family, represented here in Tobias Station by Gray Foster, Salem Bahara, and Severina Acosta, uh, respectively. Um, so, uh, everything has sort of come to a head. Uh, the, uh, those three members, uh, representatives of the three largest families, uh, cr crime families in, uh, Tobias Station are meeting, uh, because they have been informed. Well, Severina Costa hasn't been informed of anything really yet, but, um, uh, uh, they've been informed about the uh, – at least Gray Foster and Salem Bahara have been informed that uh, Eddie Copeland, the station – the dutifully elected station master of Tobias Station is dead and has been uh, being impersonated for some time. Uh, however, uh, Pax is not able to attend this meeting because she got caught – by the security team as she escorted Carver Barkley, uh, the unfortunate uh, grifter-turned-impersonating uh, uh, station master, um, to this meeting. Uh, she split off and got arrested. She is currently in containment manacles on her way to the uh, security chief's um, quarters. Uh, meanwhile, Kinsey has been sort of a hostage of Gray Foster's in his apartment for a, for a night. It is fine. Uh, Roland is just now arriving with Severina Acosta, uh, to meet with Salem Bahara and Gray Foster, uh, to decide what to do with all of this new information that has gotten out about, uh, Captain Morales, uh, the corrupt security chief. Uh, there's only one other small detail, detail that's worth pointing out, which is Severina Acosta was not necessarily, well, actually neither Roland nor Severina Acosta were specifically invited. Um, but I feel like Roland's invite is a little bit more uh, implied than Severina's. Um, uh, but we're going to pick up there in the top of the best hotel in Tobias Station on the, in the upper or on the upper in on within the upper crust of uh, Tobias Station. Um, it is a large uh, building. Uh, I think I said it was about a dozen or so stories tall. Uh, and the top suite, uh, is the home of Gray Foster of the Sheffield family. Um, there Kinsey, um, early in this morning before this moment, uh, it never really happened on screen, but it happened, uh, a little bit before now, uh, Salem Bahara did in fact arrive. Um, he and Gray Foster didn't really exchange that much. Um, uh, Gray Foster was a little upset. Um, but he, he, uh, uh, was informed to expect Salem Bahara. So they've just kind of been patiently waiting. And, uh, 
So you, Kinsey, are in uh, that kind of like large kind of like entry living room area. Um, Foster is uh, behind the bar sipping a martini. And um, Salem is sitting by the fireplace. Uh, and the uh, where, where are you lounging, Kinsey? What are you doing as you kind of sit here in this sort of quiet, awkward uh, situation you find yourself in? Uh, I think, if anything, I uh, have walked into Salem Bahara being... And so, around what time are, are, are we starting this? Uh, it's it's morning time. Um, one morning of the time, first... Yes. One of the... Like, you've been up for a little while. Like, it's definitely... A, a, oh, okay. If, if we were to assign a, a time to it, maybe like nine in the morning. So, you've been up yeah. for a few hours. Uh, I think um, I've entered into this scene, have uh, said good morning, and not received much of a response. So, I'm sitting in the... Uh, the easiest chair that is there, and nobody seems to be talking. Um, uh, and I'm sitting and smoking, uh, hopefully one of uh, Gray Foster's cigars, and I say, um, well, would anyone like breakfast? Um, Salem kind of turns to you, uh, not necessarily seeming sure what to say back. And, um, there's a slight like chuckle into his martini from Gray Foster. And he sets down his drink, cleans off his upper lip and goes, that sounds lovely. My good man. Now I hope I have enough here for you to work with. I think you have more than enough, Gray. Uh, I just, it dawned on me that uh, though you have both been to Umbra's, uh, I think only you have eaten there. Isn't that right? Is that to, that's the Foster, Gray. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He goes, I do seem to recall a pretty fine meal made by yourself. Uh, let's see if lightning strikes twice. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Keeping me on my toes. I'll, I'll start breakfast. Could you, um... Could you make me one of those while I'm at it? Indeed. And uh, he starts shaking up a drink and uh, Salem lets out like a sigh and uh, like just kind of watches you from afar. doesn't really say anything. Uh, And Foster uh, pours you a drink and goes, I do feel like I must apologize for Mr. Bahara. He has no sense of decorum. Uh, well, you know, he's in an awkward situation, uh, I think. Not to speak uh, of you in third person, Mr. Bahara. I just, uh, I understand uh, this could be somewhat of a stressful situation for you. I wouldn't call it stressful. I would say inconvenient would be my descriptor for it. If I were... If I had things my own way, I would not be here again, watching Foster prance about. We have business to attend to, Foster. Maybe that can be your last one. He goes, (laughs) oh, please. I'm only getting started. (laughs) Like, takes a big sip of his drink and sets it down. Um, They seem like they enjoy each other's company. (laughs) And then... The uh, door opens up. Uh, Roland, 
you step into uh, Foster's suite. You see Salem Bahar sitting off to, towards your right, uh, facing the uh, elevator that you just came out of. Um, there's a small fire crackling to his side. Um, and on the other side of this suite, um, uh, seemingly miles between them, is uh, Gray Foster, uh Sipping a freshly made uh, martini as he slides a glass over to Kinsey, who is definitely wearing an apron um, as he uh, as he is uh, partway through the beginning of cooking breakfast, it looks like. Right. And I will make sure there's enough for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kinsey, you look up, you see Roland walking in, you see um, a tall, beautiful woman, actually. I don't think you've seen her before. Um, uh, with her, uh, like on his arm, uh, she is wearing a, uh, slim cut, um, kind of, uh, white with gold, um, uh, accents to it, um, dress with like a split, uh, just slightly up the thigh that parts to show like, um, uh, this kind of almost like a uh, Grecian style, like a uh, uh, sandal slash high heel that she's wearing that like kind of goes partway up her, uh, up her shin uh, with its, uh, with its white leather bands. Um, and uh, she walks in holding on to um, uh, Roland's arm. And then a little bit behind them, there is a rather tubby um, man with uh, bushy eyebrows looking extremely uncomfortable and out of place, but who kind of gets a little shoved out of the elevator uh, by uh, Foster's Jimmy, uh, who just kind of like gives him a shoulder. He's like, oh, all right, and uh, kind of steps out and like h- hugs the wall a little bit. Uh, and Kinsey, you immediately like crack like three more eggs. <laughs> uh so Foster looks up, eyes alight, uh, scans, and uh, seems to um, have no reaction to the people who have just come through, uh, but like as if he was expecting them. Uh, meanwhile, Salem, a little more plainly on his face, uh, uh, looks like his eyes fixate on Acosta a little bit, and then like eventually tear off to look at uh, Carver Barkley. Uh, and, um, Foster goes, Roland, my good man. Oh, uh, I just finished serving. Uh, did you want anything to drink? And Severina, he sets down his glass, walks over to her and, uh, uh, like reaches out one hand and she presents a hand to him and he like kisses her, her hand and is like, ever charming. You need to make your way up here more often. Please, please have a seat. Uh, whatever you desire is my wish. Uh, no, I'm, I'm quite fine. I still have, I don't say this. I still have my lemonade from downstairs cause I, I got it a minute ago. Yeah. Severina, Severina also has her drink. Um, and uh, she goes, Gray, there is no reason to stand on ceremony. I will have a seat and we can get discuss- uh, to discussing business. Salem? He goes, Severina? And uh, she goes and sits directly across from him. Uh, and uh, Foster kind of brushes by you, Roland, and uh, Carver like pulls back a little bit and goes, And this must be our guest of honor. You, sir. You look like you need a drink. <laughs> he goes, um, honestly, I mean, if you got 
you got something like a whiskey? I'll take a whiskey. <laughs> a whiskey. <laughs> please, please, have a seat. I'll whip you up something a little bit sophisticated than a whiskey. And uh, he looks a little awkward at where to see, sit, seat himself. And he, like, um, finds, like... I, uh, oh, go ahead. I, uh, I... Gray's gonna do his thing. So I sort of, like, walk past as he brushes by. And I don't interrupt him with this. But as he motions for Carver to sit down, I take a seat and I... Sort of like Will Smith in Men in Black in, in the room. I drag it across the floor and set it sort of on the other side of like the inlaid fire pit so that he is clearly sort of the guest of honor. And I like set it there and I carver, if you would. Right. Yeah. And uh as he uh um Gets like towards his seat. Uh, Gray Foster's already like muddling some cherries in a glass and uh, pours some whiskey on top of it and like swings around dramatically and like sets uh, an old fashioned in his lap. Uh, and he goes, Oh, thanks. <laughs> and he like takes a sip and like he obviously recognizes at least Severina and he seems to recognize Salem as well. He doesn't seem to quite recognize Bahar, uh, 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 Foster, but he, he definitely like, realizes what room he's in <laughs> right uh for added measure uh i sort of like come around and stand next to him i'm giving a lecture you see and i'm quite comfortable in that scenario <laughs> <laughs> uh mr barkley you understand uh who you are currently in a room with yes <clears throat> um uh, yeah i mean i i i don't know if i know anyone's names um, but I, I, I seen, uh, Foster before. Just, uh, if you recognize them, I'll handle introductions. Right. This is Severina Acosta, head of the Acosta family. This is Salem Bahara, the chief representative of the Canoons in Tobias Station. And this is Gray Foster, the Sheffield's main liaison here. He no, like, looks get... at you a little awkwardly, like, am I supposed to talk? No. <laughs> you, give him a, you give him the slightest head shake and he immediately like grabs his glass and like goes to sit. <laughs> uh, now I'll get right down to business here. Um, I don't see any reason to play games at this stage. Uh, we're all here because this man, Carver Barkley, has for some time now been impersonating Eddie Copeland at the behest of Captain Morales. Isn't that correct, Mr. Barkley? Uh, yes, that, that is what 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 has been going on. I, I, I didn't mean to deceive no one, uh, at least no nothing important. It seemed I oh, didn't no, have I much of a choice. Perhaps you don't talk unless anyone asks you a question. Um, then yes, that is correct. Excellent. And uh, uh, Foster goes, I have a question. Mr. Barkley, you and I have uh, seen each other at public functions for some time now. This does intrigue me. I mean, I I always took Copeland to be a, a bit of a a fool and not necessarily anyone that I wanted to spend an excessive amount of time with. But I do pride myself in the ability to tell when people are deceiving me or hiding truths. And you, sir, 
You, sir, seem to have eluded my gaze for some time. And that, that is a spectacular uh, performance. Uh, please, tell me. How? How did you end up in these situations? And, and how did you end up navigating them as swiftly as I saw? And Carver looks to you, Roland. Go on. Uh, well, I, I do re recall seeing you from time to time, sir. I was under uh, instructions as to who to speak with um, and uh, was told to make myself unavailable to anyone who weren't the people I was supposed to speak to. Um, as for um, the way I, I went about it, well, it ain't necessarily a, a comf comfortable thing. But, uh, well, uh, I, I, y'all know, uh, Miss, Mr. Riggs, uh, he, well, he made, uh, coaching me one of his, uh, primary acts as a uh, Morales's right hand. Fella's got strange powers, enters a person's mind and. And puts images in there, and and I I don't know how he does it, but uh, he he made sure that I knew how, uh, how the the station master talked, and 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 how he comported himself, and uh, I I have um been uh, <laughs> on the stage before, and so uh, given such excessive notes, uh, I think even a simpleton could have uh, performed the role. Uh, especially given the pressure of what would happen if I had faltered. And, uh, uh, Foster sits there, seems to be like really heavily reading Barkley during that time. And he goes, well, sir, whatever it's done to your psyche, I have to say the pressure makes you quite the actor. And Carver's like, uh, <laughs> th thank you, I suppose. <laughs> well, if there's no further questions, I'll continue. Silence. Uh, now, I don't need to tell the three of you what this means, but so it's all, all out on the table. Um, Carver Barkley proves that Captain Morales has committed a most heinous crime in killing and replacing the duly elected station chief of Tobias Station in an effort to increase her authority. Um, I'm actually curious, as I'm saying this, if this is a surprise to Severina. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll. Um, uh, we'll do manipulate since you are playing the player. Uh, you can roll manipulate. Well, you're up against a 13. Is that is that final? Yes. So I I'm curious what your other numbers are. Um currently I have I have no successes. Um but I am going to spend this two grit uh and count this 14. Nice. Which then explodes. 
Um, so that's it's just the one success, though. Okay. Uh, so you have a 14. Uh, what's your next highest number? Uh, a 10. Okay. Cool. Uh, so you kind of put that out there and you watch Severina and she like her eyes go a little wide because she definitely like this whole time has not really understood who this man is and why he's here. And then like, as you say that, like she does like a double take where she's like this guy, (laughs) like she was a little confused by his exchange with Foster being like, what do you mean? He was wait, hold on. And like, she's like, definitely seems a little off. Like this guy's been impersonating and then you say that Eddie is dead and she like she definitely like is not expecting that news. Um okay. uh you meanwhile uh you do notice um that uh Salem looks you got a ten and a fourteen, you said? Yeah, and then the rest are quite low. I assume he rolled yeah. double digits at least. <laughs> He looks tense at this moment, like as if this is an area of discussion that he is like specifically interested in navigating the correct way. Um, Remind me, I believe I would know this. The Canoes are based primarily in Fort Dearborn, right? Yeah, they are Fort Dearborn territory. That's That's why they're like the the most influential family here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I understand why he is very concerned with navigating this correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, as the station chief is dead and the security chief is quite clearly corrupt... Um, I have brought this information to the most upstanding and influential citizens the station has to offer in the three of you. Uh, Foster gives you a little cheers at that and takes a drink. (laughs) Uh, And so the question I now pose to you is, what would you like the outcome to be here? Uh, Severina speaks up first going, well, if what you are saying is true, then there is not much to it. Uh, we have to make sure that Morales is handled appropriately. I mean, I, I cannot be the only one thinking this. Uh, our business uh, requires us to have the blessing of a authorized official. Um, we pay them off and they look the other way. We were to understand that, uh, that Deandra uh, was... Uh, able to control uh, Mr. Copeland, uh, but it turns out she, in fact, had replaced him with this joke of a man. He's like, uh, hey. I just put a hand on his shoulder. <laughs> and Foster goes, do not mind, my good man. She speaks that way to everyone. <laughs> uh, and Salem goes, It is an interesting story, to be sure. But what evidence do you have besides the report of this this man? Do you have anything else? She will contest. Uh, I believe my colleague spoke to you earlier and handed off the digit disguise used to uh, 
make the masquerade work. I assume you brought it here today, knowing what this meeting was about. Oh, Pax, did you share about that? I thought you um, handed it to him. It was the it was the one thing I wasn't sure about because he specifically told her to promise that that stays between them. So when she said that she had told you a bunch of stuff, I wasn't sure if that was included. It's fine if it was. I just need to know. Um, because you did say like you told you like went like blah and like told Roland everything. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. I hadn't pla- planned on it on telling anyone um but it is a logical leap okay cool that's good enough uh so then i'll backpedal a little bit because salem wouldn't necessarily just like put himself in a position where he was trying to hide that um uh well no i guess he would have because he wouldn't know for sure um so he says that um and uh uh roland you retort and he goes uh digi disguise is one thing but is there anything else? I'm interested why you have come here when I was expecting Pax and what evidence you might provide, Roland. I have been interested to see you deliver on any promise. Mr. Bahara. You told my colleague that your business here relies on the legitimacy provided by the station master to be as obscenely profitable as it can possibly be. Miss Acosta has gotten sort of right to the heart of it, which I greatly appreciate. She smiles. Let's not pretend we are not crooks in this room. You pay off an elected official so that you can do whatever you want. And that doesn't bother me. Uh, What I'm here to tell you is that the elected official you've paid off is dead. And the person you believed to be essentially managing your money has committed the cardinal sin of accounting. Ambition. Foster laughs at that. (laughs) Uh, and he like leans back, like putting his back to you for a second, Roland, his elbows on the like counter and he like leans over to you, Kinsey, as you're serving up the breakfast. Oh, I hope Kinsey's there. He does look frozen. But anyways, he tur- he turns to Kinsey and goes, he is good. <laughs> Seth, Seth, did you die? Did your phone die, Seth? Did he text the group maybe? Yeah. No, he it's all right. I'm sure uh, Kinsey says something pithy in return. I'm imagining oh. Kinsey is like racing through the kitchen. He does not have a sous chef. There's too much <laughs> prep to do. <laughs> well, I, I say good man. He's always been pretty good. <laughs> is that your Kinsey impersonation? Yes, it's very bad. I can't mm. do it. But I am in the Kinsey box, right? You are in the Kinsey box. Yeah, I'm I know. Kinsey I know. Who am I? Uh, you're still, still you. Roland. I am Pax yeah. now. Huh. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> Seth is the game master. <laughs> uh, it says he can see. He says he can see everything. Yeah, he says he's gonna restart. Um, okay. 
So we'll we'll see. He's gonna cycle Discord. I'm just gonna be Pax for a second there. Hi, uh, and I'm gonna keep jamming. Um, so you uh, are. Foster laughs at my joke. Foster laughs at your joke. Uh, And then um, uh, Salem goes, Right, but what then are you suggesting? Uh, The the reason the business works the way it works is because we control the elected official. But if what has happened, what you say has happened, has in fact happened... Fort Dearborn will be paying more attention in the next election. It's a very good thing that quite a lot of the people in Tobias Station are like me quite a bit then, isn't it? Uh, Severina goes, it is true. Uh, he has been making his himself uh, quite loved in the lower levels. Uh, and Foster goes, the upper crust could do without you. Yes, well, there's quite a bit less of them than anyone else. Uh, and <laughs> Foster goes, ha! yes, uh, democracy does have its advantages at times. Uh, and Sev- and um, Salem sits up and goes, I don't understand. Severina. Gray. What has this drifter promised you in return for his ascension? My ascension? I promised no one anything in exchange for my ascension. I do this entirely reluctantly. Yes? I will lay my cards out plainly on the table for you all to see. I would like it if there was not a pipeline of underprivileged children into crime families in the station. I'd like it if the people in the lower levels had air to breathe. And I'd like it if my friends could leave this station and go on with their lives without anyone hunting for them. The way I see it, the way that that can be ensured is if I am the man in the chair, and I'm telling you as the man in the chair, you can make a lot more money than you have been making. Uh, Salem raises an eyebrow at that and goes, that's an impressive claim. Given the fact that Morales has given us better deals than any other station master or security chief before her. Yes, well, you are a businessman. I can, I can believe that you would see the profits that Morales could bring in and assume that it was not possible uh, without her. I've seen her books. So much money leaves this station that need not. We can accomplish everything I have asked for, and you can still make more money than you're making today. And we're supposed to assume that you, with your bleeding heart, will not attempt to... Oh no, I don't have a bleeding heart. I don't give two shits about anyone here, except for three people I'm friends with. They care about these things, and I'd like them to be okay. Uh, and he goes, yes, three friends, and yet one of them hasn't made it to this meeting. Why is that? I suspect it's because the three of us are wanted criminals in Tobias Station, though I don't know if that's quite legal 
given Morales's current station. Um, Pax is currently under arrest. I would love if someone would take care of that. Uh, Foster raises an eyebrow at that and go, and goes, well, it depends. Who took her and how long ago? Uh, it was Leo Riggs about 15 minutes ago. Though Leo has been quite forthright of his willingness to simply stand aside when we come for Morales. Severina scoffs at that. And also, like, Carver looks at you with wide eyes like like you're a crazy person. Um, As it turns out, shoveling spurs to the Valentines when your right-hand man is illuminated is a bad look. Um, at this point, I feel like a manipulation test is in order as you are trying to kind of, uh, you're almost like giving your credentials and trying to like stake your claim on like this conversation. Uh, that, that feels about right. So uh, let's go ahead and roll that. Um, because you're kind of working a room, I'll give you a minus one just cause you have a lot of different threads you have to pull on. Okay. Um, first impression doesn't come up. Um, dress to impress, I assume. That comes up here. Yeah, yeah, you are you dressed as if you were coming to a business meeting. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, I will spend all five uses of my rehearsal and then I will bamboozle you four times. I would like everyone in this room to roll at a minus 14. <laughs> so it's a uh, uh, how many uses of rehearsal? Five? Five. So you're splitting it between three people, I assume. Oh, is everyone rolling individually? Yeah, I'm going to roll individually for everyone. Okay, then... Okay, I'll bamboozle Gray Foster four times. Okay, um, so oh, I should write this down. Uh, so Gray is at a minus four. Yeah, and then I will uh, use three uses of rehearsal on Salem Salem's and at a two minus six. on Severina. Severina is at a minus four. Okay. Well, that's all my grit. So I have a 13. Okay. That's pretty good. I have so many dice for exactly the situation. Gotta have a fistful of D20s. Hey. Don't you love it when they say the name of the thing in the thing? <laughs> if you want a, a fistful of D20s, you can go to our store. It's the last night tonight. Go do it. Bye. <laughs> Uh, all right. So how many net successes over a 10? Uh, three. Uh, how many net successes over an eight? Four. How many would you have if I turned that eight into a nine? Uh, so four. Oh, three. It, it, you haven't, you have, I have an eight. eight. Yeah. Uh. All right. Take some grit back. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll turn, I'll turn these eights into nines. Uh, so that makes it so you have an even number of net successes over everyone, which I believe is three. Yes. Cool. All right. Smash cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, as the the air in the room uh, like thickens as the as the tension rises, um, we cut to uh, the central area of Tobias Station as Pax. You are wheeled into a building that you recognize because you've broken into it once before, uh, twice before. Um, it is uh, the station master's quarters. Sorry, not station master. Um, uh, security chief's quarters. Uh, you are wheeled through that office area into the area with the cells. And you are put in a cell. You remain in content, uh, containment mon- uh, manacles. Uh, so the containment manacles is uh, like kind of like a, a bar that has a cover technology. And uh, these ones in particular have uh, basically a band that goes across your waist that attaches your uh, wrists to your waist. And then your ankles are attached together at the bottom of the bar. Um, uh, <laughs> and uh, you are glided in and like kind of set up in a standing position inside uh inside the cell um the other security guards kind of start like leaving leo riggs remains and uh he looks at you and goes do you want anything to drink i take some water sure thing he walks down uh, to the end where uh, there's kind of like the area to make like coffee and stuff like that. Uh, and there's a, a pitcher there that he, he pours some water in a glass, uh, looks at you for a second, opens up a drawer, r- rifles around a little bit and pulls out like a metal straw and drops it in there. <laughs> and then he comes over to you and holds it in front of you. And uh, in his other hand, he has like a small glass with like a little like uh, uh, a very conservative pouring of neat whiskey as he takes a a sip, kind of doing like a cheers to you. (laughs) You Uh, Yeah. After considering it for a second, I am uh, just like when I shook hands with Rufus Nash, I will drink this water. It's very good water. It's chilled. Mm, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you drink some of the water, and when you're done, he sets it uh, sets down the cup, pulls out like a handkerchief, and like kind of like dries your your chin for you, uh, and then uh, puts the handkerchief away, and then uh, locks the door behind him, and sits across from the cell with his feet up on the table as he uh, casually sips his whiskey. And he goes, Morales will be around soon. I was hoping for a much grander reception, I suppose. I don't rank that high. (laughs) Oh, don't get me wrong. She hates your guts. She's never even met me. You and your motley crew. A real thorn in her side. But, the way I understand it, she's got a plan to deal with it. So, we'll see how that shakes out, don't we? I hope it's very good. He takes a sip of his whiskey, sets it down. He goes, very good. We can't speak to that. Pretty solid way to deal with you, though. She's done messing about. That makes sense. He reaches over uh, and pulls like uh, some papers off to the side and pulls up one piece of paper and looks at it. It looks like an LRC printout. He goes, Patience Davison. Yeah, 
daughter of Alita. Sets down and he goes, They really don't like you in Alonistead. Nobody seems to like me anywhere. I suppose it's a shame that Leonard Yen wasn't a bounty hunter. Hard to turn away that kind of, uh, those, that number of spurs. Well, that's because Leonard Yen is an honorable man. <laughs> honorable. Not lawful, though. They aren't the same thing. Ain't Laws that are the truth. By gives you another chance. Whoever has the most power. Um, which is interesting to me. Because, you know, everyone seems to fear you, but you're not in charge. That old song and dance ain't going to work on me. Patience. I, I think we both know where this conversation will eventually go. Why not indulge me? Go on, then. I got nothing but time. I... Literally, you might. I can appreciate that you're careful. I think that you're very good at what you do. I think you like to play second fiddle. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. You shouldn't wear those glasses. He raises his eyebrows at that and he goes, These things, oh, they just make me look cool. I guess so. Beauty is in the high of the beholder. <laughs> you know what I think about you? Why don't you enlighten me? I think you're, uh, too idealistic for your own good. Deadly is all sin. You can rule the world. You alone. I imagine. If you really wanted. You could break out of them manacles. Come through this cage. Give me a run for my money. And probably kill all my compatriots. Hop on that fierce jackalope of your friends. Right off into the sunset. I think there's very few people in this world that could stop you. <laughs> well, I guess that's a compliment. The thing is, is that I'm not that selfish. I've played all my cards. Have you? Yeah. Well, then I guess it's done for. Well, so there's this, do you, do you remember your parents? Do you? Only you parent I ever had was Deandra Morales. That makes sense. Tobias Station, born and raised. 
Well, my mom, it turns out, was a pretty bad person. But my dad was a very good person. And he was smart as a whip. <laughs> like, almost as smart as Roland and Kinsey. I didn't get any of his smarts. But he tried. He really tried. And he loved chess. Loved it. And he tried to teach me. And I never won. And so he taught me, instead of winning, when it was time to see the end of the game happen. Not to give up, just to concede. You could start again, fresh. He was broken by my mom. And then, you know, when I had to go away. But um, his idealism is the only good thing about me. And so I wouldn't give it up. The people I've protected are worth, are worth it. You don't think that I could have fought you and won up on the top? I've taken myself off the board, but you're also off the board now. <laughs> no, I'm right where I want to be. Off the board. You know, I have a formative memory playing games in my youth. Yeah. Before Morales pulled me up, was playing some games. Some kid got their hand on some dice, and so we made up some game. I think it was roll the right number and you got an extra piece of bread or something like that. You know, life in the lower levels as it is. Thing is, that way. had a long string of bad luck. And I uh, started seeing this kid's pile getting bigger and bigger. And I got angry. Seemed wrong. He was a mean fella. No one liked him. He didn't deserve that much bread. Fat fucker, too, now that I think about it. Anyways, I walked away with all that bread. That kid uh, got to mouthing off. I got angry enough. And well, I learned I can make people hurt. I can make people hurt really bad. Nothing but a thought. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? And he like kind of like takes his feet off the table for a second, and like sits elbows on knees, and points at you with the hand holding the cup. And he goes, "You folk with all your skills and grit and opportunity, all it takes is one of my kind. Just swat that off to the side with a thought." So sure, you could break out of those manacles. You could come out of that cage 
show me what for. Won't be able to kill me before you got to run. And I don't forget. He takes a sip of the drink and sets it down, puts his boots up again and goes. And, uh, well, I learn as I go along and I have all sorts of tools in my belt that you can't even dream of. Is there no one else who's illuminated here? In the station? Are you the only one? I think there's a couple folk. They keep their heads down. They're afraid. Which makes sense. World wants us afraid. World wants us to be afraid of losing our friends and family. I had the privilege growing up without without friends and family. I... They shouldn't have to be afraid. And you shouldn't have grown up without friends and family. (laughs) There's a lot of things that shouldn't happen, but they still do. What do you mean? These glasses, though, they ain't to protect me. They're to protect some idiot who wants to call me out and put himself in my crosshairs. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. Do you know why? Do you? He gestures for you to go on. I don't believe that because I don't think you have any qualms with killing a person. I think if you see it's necessary or you get angry enough or you can't see the profit in not doing it, I think you'll pull that trigger or whatever you want to call it every time. I don't think you give a shit about protecting people who don't like people like you. Not like you. Clean as a saint, I imagine. No blood on your hands. How many people do you think I've killed? Well, we did some digging. We know you left some bodies in Alonistead. None of those were me. Oh, I'm sure they weren't. And that kid stood up and was able to walk it off after I was done with him. We can tell lies to ourselves all day. I thought you were better than that. (laughs) Okay, well, you know, if you want to think that of me because it makes you feel better or like we're kin of some kind, go for it. I never kill when I don't have to. Ever. I could have killed literally half of your team yesterday. And I didn't, allegedly. Felt good to flex on them, though, didn't it? No. You may not kill when you don't need to. You sure do give up when you don't need to. That's for damn sure. Do you want me to try? It is always sad to watch a... Lame dog get put down. Meanwhile, Roland. 
Kinsey. <laughs> uh, Roland, what was the last bit of your your? Uh, you said you don't uh, want you don't want the the kids being funneled into. Uh, I laid out everything I wanted on the table, and I told them that I uh, that uh, as the man in the chair, I can make them more money than they do now. Right. Um, there's like a bit of a tension there. And then, uh, Foster goes, Oh, a motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is that a <laughs> Foster just rides off. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Foster goes, well, whether you can or cannot deliver on your promises, uh, the fact of the matter remains, Morales is a problem that needs to be solved. We can perhaps put a pin in uh, Roland's official title after everything, uh, after all the dust has settled. I do believe uh, Morales is going to be quite angry if she has not already learned of Mr. Barkley's absence. Uh, no, I suspect she's quite furious. Um, and just based on my interactions with her security team, I suspect that they are not the upstanding, law-abiding citizens the three of you are, and will be unsympathetic to finding out that their boss is a crook. Uh, Severina and Salem seem to not have listened to that exchange. As Severina goes, Salem, you do not trust Roland, and I can understand that. He is a drifter, he's only been here for four months. But surely, you have to understand. It is time for a change in the way Tobias Station is run. Morales was a bad choice. Eddie Copeland also was a bad choice. This is our opportunity. If you do not feel as if you have the strength to move on and, and set up what comes next, look to the Acostas. We've always been friends. Surely I can help you. And Salem looks to her and looks to you, Roland. And he goes, There is no new arrangement in Tobias Station unless the Canooms say so. Try as you might, Severina, it will not occur that you rise above the Canooms in their own territory. Tobias Station has a very clear hierarchy, decided long ago, before you or I even arrived here. She leans back and goes, Yes, but we can all be honest here. It's like Roland said, we're all friends. You have not been the same since Ephraim died. 
I do not believe you are the person to see us forward. Not alone, anyway. Please, allow the Acostas to take the reins for a while while you recover. Otherwise, Mushir may see reason to send you somewhere else. And that would be a great shame. Uh, Salem's hand kind of like balls into a fist for like a second. And then he like smooths out some like wrinkles in his pants. And he turns to you, Roland, and goes... All eyes on me, Roland. Perhaps you and I can exchange a private word. Or is that too much to ask? And Foster goes, In my house? No, no, no. I do, un I do always appreciate uh, a good private conversation off to the side. A sidebar, if you will. Of course. Join me on the balcony. Never you mind, Roland. I'll look after Mr. Barkley. Uh, sir, looks like you could use a refill. He's like, I could use a nap. <laughs> uh, I will. I don't have like a message implied in this, but I will like give a nod to Kinsey. <laughs> <laughs> Kinsey, Roland nods at you. <laughs> Kinsey nods back with a wink and continues standing where he is. Seems fine. <laughs> yeah, Roland, uh, you step out onto the balcony with Salem. The door uh, shuts behind you and he turns to you and goes, I need to know why you brought her here. I need to know straight away. Because when I went to meet with her to find out what you asked me to find out, the way that I ended up being not dead at the end of that meeting was to promise that she got a voice in the path forward to Tobias Station. I haven't promised her anything concrete other than that. Besides, I sort of figured she'd find out about this meeting and again assumed I'd be shot over her lack of an invitation. In this room, I have been entirely upfront about everything I want. I don't need the three of you to be friends. In fact, it is no different to me whether or not you hate each other's guts or go golfing on the weekends. But the three of you have always run this station. And so now it has come time for the three of you to make a decision. The three of us. You misunderstand. I have run this station. The canoes Salem, have run the station. If you must consider what Severino might do, and what Gray might do whenever you make a decision, I am sorry to inform you, the three of you run this station. That is not me insulting you. That is me stating fact. The canoes are clearly in charge. But when the meeting comes to decide the path forward, can you honestly say you could have done it alone and had no backlash from the two of them? I'm here to make you money. That's all. 
your goodwill with me goes as far as Harriet, as Harriet's recommendation of you. I asked you to find me evidence. Where is it? Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Bahara, but uh, about two days after you asked me to find you evidence, the corrupt security chief declared me a wanted criminal and shut off the air to the level upon which I live. It has made it quite hard for me to move about the station to find what you are looking for. I have not stopped and I have not forgotten, but I have been preoccupied with trying not to be dead, which I assumed would make it challenging to deliver what you have asked for. You are making short-term promises for a long-term payment. You claim to want to be in charge of Tobias Station to our That benefit. is not what I've claimed. I have told you what I want, and the way to do it is I have to be in charge of Tobias Station. Why not turn to someone else the family knows? A friend. We have many connections throughout all the Badlands. Because if it's not me, Pax and Kinsey will stay. Uh, yeah, and roll manipulate. And the next time whoever is in charge decides that it is cheaper for them to step on somebody than make the air clean, Pax will kill them. Uh, you are up against ah, an 11. Uh, I have a 14. So one net success? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. Can I? Nope. They're all just low hits. Uh, when you say that, he softens a little bit and he goes... I admire your concern for your friends, but as you said, I am in charge of a business first. Yes. I cannot go into business based on the blessings of a 16-year-old urchin and my friend, who you claim to have potentially killed the love of my life. Those are the two people you have vouching for you who I care about. I don't understand why it would be in my interest not to take your information and appoint a station master of my own. Your friends be damned. Salem, what I'm going to say is going to sound like a threat, and I preface it this way because I want to express with all of my being, it is not. We have been here four months. We have uprooted the stability of this entire station in four months. We have been playing nicely. When you damn my friends and put whoever it is you decide is better suited to your trust in charge, we will stop playing nicely. I don't want to do that. I have looked at this from every possible angle. 
I have tried to find a way in which the four of us get to leave and be on our way and never come back here and never speak to any of you again. And there is not a way. But the way that three of them get to leave and have lives is here on this balcony with you offering it to you. I have no ambition. I want what I've told you I want and nothing else. Having a soul is difficult in this business. Having a heart is a death sentence. You may be able to send your friends away, but eventually do you not believe that your better nature will betray you and eventually you will no longer be able to... Salem, I don't have a better nature. You care for your friends. Yes, you cared for Ephraim. And yet you sit in a room across from a woman I can see you're reasonably sure killed him and you have a conversation that some would call civil. We do strange things for business. You think we are alike, and I fear that that is true. This life is not a life I would have chosen if not born into it. Why not make your way from Tobias Station? Help us put someone into power who is not you. And you and your friends go on your way and forget this place. If it is someone whom I approve of, you can at least rest assured that what has happened to Harry will not happen again. And you'll take care of the people in the lower levels? It's thoughts like that that cut into your profits. It is remarkably cheap to repair everything that's broken down there. I did it largely on what you make from a saloon. Mr. Bahara, if I want to believe that you will pick someone who will make it so that it's okay for me to not be here to make sure that Pax and Kinsey and Leonard's wishes are carried out, I would like nothing more than for you to find Alana herself to sit in that chair and run this station. You are a general in the family. I don't hold it against you, but it means that that will never be true. I'm sorry. I realize this position that this puts you in, but if I have to lose for the three of them to win, I'd rather do that than all of us lose. I do have to give you credit. You walk into a room with three important members of three separate families, and all of us are in a position where we feel forced to take you at your word. The difference is 
I'd rather be wrong than uninformed. Do you know, in all my years that I have done this, and I assume you've checked up on me, or at least can tell what I am and who I've been, no one has ever made that choice. My entire profession is making sure that people feel too embarrassed to make that choice. I'm... I'm... I'm honestly a bit starstruck. <laughs> I've I've laid my cards out. I put all my my intentions there on the board. I can offer you nothing else other than what I have currently offered you. I could make more promises, but I suspect that won't convince you. I don't think there's anything I can say here that will change your mind. So it's just up to you to make it up. He sits there for a second, thinking on it. Looks out over the Badlands. Let's out a sigh. Looks to you. Like, really sizes you up. And he goes... Uh, I intentionally... Do not hide. I don't do any of my normal, like, keep composure or anything. I mm -hmm. just... This is my play. My play is, I'm telling you exactly the truth. <laughs> so the two of you, like, genuinely, like, have a moment where you're sitting out, staring over the Badlands, just, like, sharing a moment. And he lets out a sigh and goes... Harry was right. You are charming. Roland, I find myself in the unenviable enviable position of asking for your advice. That necklace locked around Mr. Barkley's neck. I know who made it. My boss, Mushir Kanum, he made it. It's nearly identical to one, a gift he made his wife years ago. I recognize his craftsmanship easily. He taught me a thing or two. You'd like him. To a point. I need to be sure that what Morales and Mushir did does not undo the position of the Canoons here in Tobias Station. You seem uniquely positioned to see to it that that occurs. Questions will be asked. Fault will spread beyond Morales. 
wrongs will need to be righted. What would you do in my position? I would start finding your patsies now. If you don't... No, no, that's wrong. Sorry. No. Um... <laughs> Morales' crime must be made public. She must never make it to trial. Very dramatic. Also dangerous. Surely it could hurt, hurt your ability to rise to station master. Potentially. But assuming I have the three of your backing, I've built up a considerable amount of goodwill amongst the community of the lower levels. I can, given not much time, expand that to the people of the main floor. And call me optimistic, I suspect you may not even have to rig this election. <laughs> that would be a first. No, it is, it is dangerous and it is dramatic, but people love stories and secrets are best kept by the dead. Meanwhile, Pax. As you and Leo Riggs have had this conversation kind of sizing each other up, the door opens up. And before you have a chance to make Leo eat his words or prove to him one thing or another, Captain Deandra Morales walks in okay. and she looks at you with that square jaw that short wiry hair her hand resting on her large pistol on her hip and she goes Miss Davison pleasure to finally meet you hello I'm going to ask this only once. Where is Mr. Barkley? You mean Eddie Copeland? She raises her eyebrows, waiting for you to continue. I said the once. I understand. I'm waiting for incentive. Ah. The old what's in it for me. A thing that people behind bars feel so empowered to ask. It's baffling to me, really, she says to Leo, who like grins. Mm-hmm. 
You ain't gonna walk out of this situation alive, honey. What I can promise you is you tell me where Barkley is. You know, precious Marshall Yen remains ske- squeaky clean in the eyes of Alana Stead. Proper man of the law ain't done no wrong. But you gotta answer my question. You gotta answer it now because I have found out that I do not have much patience for you and your friends anymore. This is a pleasant first meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, the last time I saw our lost Mr. Copeland was uh, uh, in the upper crust heading towards his next hiding spot the pearl her face like drops a little bit and she turns to Leo and goes check it and Leo walks up your shine on me do it (laughs) Leo walks up Opens up the uh, cell, comes up to you and goes, Glasses off, please. Do me the favor. Reaches up without saying anything, slides the glasses off, folds them, puts them in an inside pocket of his jacket, and then puts his thumb against your forehead, kind of like cupping your head. And his eyes change from like kind of a, a darker brownish color almost to a solid like green. It's not like an illuminated green. It's not like a, a very strong tell, but the color of his irises change um, almost like a chameleon. They just switch to like a, a, a vibrant green color. And I need you to roll discipline to resist uh, an insight power. Uh. A bamboozle is just a minus one, right? Yeah. For every grit you spend on bamboozle, they get a minus one. Uh, yeah, I will spend two grit on this. I just need to limit what he sees. All right, you're up against the 12. Shit. Oh, wait, you said you spent two grit? I spent two grit. Take a grit. Okay. As I played in the gallery to be able to count this 12. Well, that's not very good. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, I have a nine. Hey, that takes one of my successes away. Out of the like five you got, though? I don't think I got five. Is it four? And it wouldn't matter if it was five anyway. <laughs> yeah, you can't do anything with five for insight. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, so he got uh, two successes over you, uh, which means he gets general thoughts, relatively recent memories. Uh, he can usually find what he's looking for unless you've spent a very long time trying to put something out of mind. Yeah. No, I mean, the I, I didn't lie. Because I wasn't hiding it. So yeah. I'm fine him finding exactly what he's looking for. So your mind leaves the cell as it rushes through your own memories. Again, you feel yourself be- almost being forced through these memories as if someone is rifling through with like dirty fingers through your brain. Oh. Um, you do see flashes of you and Cope uh, and uh, Barkley. Uh, Carver Barkley, like making your plans to go to the Pearl. Oh, I want to. I want to hide. Uh, um, uh, uh, Shirley Charlotte. Sure. Well, I mean, I you haven't. You, unless you wanted a flashback to say you had spent time specifically trying to prepare to like. I don't. I have an indomitable will to protect people. You're telling me that I can't protect her. It's uh, <sighs> you didn't. You have to have spent time prior I to didn't. this to I didn't. have when tried to. Why would I have done that? Yeah, that's not. So uh, every moment has been accounted for in the past like twenty so hours. So he sees that he sees Barkley, and then uh, your vision flashes again, and he starts seeing you and Kinsey and and Roland on the road in the Badlands, like driving as like. You know, Badlands Road, take me home <laughs> to the place. Can't believe this is the I <laughs> <laughs> uh, And you and Roland like exchanging a look. It's like the fourth time Kinsey's played it. <laughs> like, uh, and it rifles a little bit more. Um, you hear flashes and like wisps of like your father and your childhood. Um, but most of that doesn't seem to be something he can access because you have kind of spent time putting that out of mind. <laughs> um, and then you get a flash of uh, you and um, Kinsey and Roland in the garden, um, uh, kind of like uh, sitting there, like kind of like laughing with each other as you like have set up camp somewhere. And then it flashes again and you see um, uh you in a cave, Marshall Yen to your side, Roland and Kinsey both there, and you grab a hold of a beautiful pistol with inlaid uh, like engravings, swing it around and fire it into uh, Rosa Volantis's chest, killing her. Uh, and like that pistol, like brings out like a like a. And that like moment kind of like lingers for a second and then you're brought back to the cell and Leo Riggs looks at you more intrigued than he ever has. As he kind of like releases his hand, backs up, clears his throat just slightly as he says, it's true. Barkle is at the pearl. And Morales goes. And she smacks you across the face, dealing cosmetic damage. You get a little bloody lip. Okay. And then she grits her teeth and goes, All right, then. I guess that's that. 
Time to pay for your crimes, Davison. You should run, Deandra. And she uh, gestures. This is the moment to run. Uh, Save your life. Leo does actually, at this point, as she gestures, you start like saying this. At this point, Leo does put a uh, rope through your mouth kind of like tightly. Uh, mm. Stop even talking. So you get what you said out as she kind of gestures to him and starts walking off. And he, uh, you're like, you should run. This is the chance that you had to. And then uh, Leo starts wheeling you out. And you are wheeled out of the um, the sheriff's office or the station, the security chief's office. And you know that to go to leave the station or to go to any of the hangars, you would turn right. But instead, you turn left. And you are start getting wheeled to the end of like that kind of little corridor that the office is in. Uh, and at the end of the corridor, there is a balcony that kind of overlooks the trading bazaar. And set up there on that balcony, you see, as you get turned that way and start getting moved that way, you see a gallows set up. And that's where we're going to take a break. <laughs> when we last left, uh, Roland was on a balcony with Salem Bahara as um, they began to take the measure of each other um, after giving an impassioned speech to Salem Bahara. Severina Acosta and Gray Foster about the future of Tobias Station. Meanwhile, Pax has been in prison, exchanging some <laughs> cutting words with Leo Riggs uh, before uh, Captain Morales showed up, found out that Carver Barkley is um, in the hands of the family at this point. And so she had... Pax gagged and then wheeled her out uh, to apparently be hanged. But during all this time, there's one perspective we haven't quite seen. A lot of stuff has happened. But last time we heard from Kinsey, Roland had just showed up. Kinsey was, you know, finishing up breakfast. He started making some extra plates for the new people. Kinsey... What's this been like for you? What, what, what have you been up to during this time? Obviously, you were finishing up breakfast, so you had something to do with your hands. But, like, you were there during this whole time as as Roland was giving the speech and the different members of the different families were, like, questioning each other and Roland. What have you, what have you been up to? <clears throat> so Roland has given me this, like, nod, and uh, Kinsey has given a nod and a wink back. And, um... He is preparing to, as he has interpreted this, uh, this, this message, he is preparing to distract Severina Costa and um, Salem, sorry, not Salem, who's, who's still there, Gray Foster, with uh, tales of his expeditions while this is happening. You know, like, just, just in case something bad happens, I keep them distracted uh, so that Roland can give me the next message that he needs to send me. That is what he is interpreting this simple nod as. Okay. Um, so Yeah, yeah. So so Roland Roland and Salem step out, right? And the door like shuts right. behind them. You've at this point probably uh like I think a plate has been at least given a Gray Foster. Severina has has uh waved it away. 
Um, right. uh, so and I'm also Carver Barkley right. eagerly takes a plate and is yes, like, Carver. yeah. Um, I always forget about Carver. Yeah. And, and so, so that so like massively I, important and so <laughs> uninteresting. <laughs> yeah. So Carver's eating, uh, uh, you know, ravishly, um, um, Foster takes a bite and is like, Twice indeed, <laughs> as he uh, <laughs> takes a, takes another bite, seeming to enjoy it. Uh, Severina is like laser focused on uh, on Salem and Roland out out on the balcony. Sure, uh, Gray Foster says this, and I say, uh, never leave with ne- never leave home without it. It is a nice spice, <clears throat> and I I'm showing him my my small pouch of. Uh, <laughs> Munson spice blend, uh, which is probably the only thing that I've taken with me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I give Seth a grit. <laughs> I'll give him my grit. So yeah, uh, uh, Fo- Foster looks at that and he goes, "That's your secret ingredient, then." Oh yes, you know, just happened upon it uh, on our on our travels out in the Badlands. Uh, uh, the Munson family just just ever so nice. Well, well, well. It appears you are more of a businessman than I expected, Mister McCharlotte. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I I I've learned it in my my time with the uh, the fairing companies. You know, I did tell you I. Uh, I worked for, for Fetson and Fetson for a time. Fetson and Fetson. I do recall you mentioning their names before. They don't seem like a very reputable company, though. More military than Trapper, if you ask me. You know, they do, they do depend on, uh, on a certain amount of uh, decorum and, and uh, personal perseverance it is i wouldn't say uncouth but uh certainly you don't dedicate yourself to that life unless you are ready for some discipline (laughs) you don't seem like you would fit well into that environment you would be surprised did i ever tell you about the time that my team happened upon uh uh a gallery of, of snollygosters, and I was somehow separated from them and had to wrestle one all by myself. No, but I do believe I have the time now, at least for <laughs> a part of the story. Please, please, go on. Uh, Severina s- stands up at this point and, like, walks behind the bar, like, and loudly makes herself another drink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kinsey relights his cigar. And he he's, he begins to regale them with the time of uh, the the time that he finally learned never go up against a snollygosser without using the buddy system. <laughs> so Kinsey, you begin setting the stage for the the beginning of your story. Yeah. Um, uh, you talk about. Uh, 
Was it? Well, sorry, was it a Snollygoster or a Snollygoster? Right, okay, perfect. So you tell the story of, like, old Kurt, who, like, uh, who went out on the, like, on the water's edge by himself. It's like the cold open of, like, a, of, like, a supernatural show or something like that, where, yeah. where he's out there and he hears a weird sound in the water and shines his flashlight. And then as he's about to walk away, he gets, like, telekinetically pulled into the water by, <laughs> by a Snollygoster. Um... And then, and like, the fog enveloped him as he pulled away, too surprised <laughs> even to scream. <laughs> and as you're envisioning this story and like getting really deep into it, and like even Severina at this point, like she's listening to you, but she's still watching Roland and Salem. But every once in a while, like she does, like you draw her attention just a little bit, like she's not able to because you were so animated. And in this moment, you hear, Hey, buddy, hey, it's all right, it's all right. You remember me, don't you? In you hear that in your head, mm-hmm. and and like your vision begins to become like kind of dueled, and like you kind of like stop and maybe like maybe you were able to cover this one by like grabbing your drink for a second and like you know like pausing your your like conversation naturally for a second as you go to drink, uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, your vision flashes, and you see it's Umbra who's reaching out to you and uh, you see through Umbra's eyes in the stables as uh, the gate to his little pen um, opens up and Marshall Leonard Yen is approaching him uh, and he's got, he's got uh, some like food in his hand and he's like, Hey, 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 you're, it's fine. Here, I brought you some to eat. Go ahead, have some. And like, Umbra moves forward and eats a little bit of it and then like pulls back. You feel like a definite sense of like uncertainty. Sure. And I, I, I am trying to project since I, I don't think that Kinsey can talk in his head and talk while he's talking at the same time. Uh, he's <laughs> going to try and present like a sense of safety to Umbra. Like it, it's okay. He's probably fine. It, it, um, listen to him. Hi. You remember me, don't you, buddy? Look. Pax. Pax is in danger. You you like Pax, right? You remember Pax? And uh, while I'm doing, I think in the middle of my story, I find a way to like nod because that's the only <laughs> way I have to remember. Because I can't send that. I can't send that as a separate signal. But yes, yes, absolutely. And Umbra kind of like nods a little bit and like Leonard looks a little disconcerted by the fact that like <laughs> that this jackalope just nodded at him. He goes, all right. All right, this is great. I need you to help me get packs. All right, so I'm going to saddle you up and we're going to ride in there. All right, you and me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kinsey, at this point, I do need you to roll blend. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> to, to, I'll let you roll manipulate, I suppose, if if you want. It's... I'll let you roll manipulate it's, at a. I'll let you roll manipulate at a minus one or blend at no penalty. Oh great, because that's the same number. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess it doesn't really matter. So I'm just going to roll blend. We'll yeah. see how it goes. See how how well you're able to uh, two dice rolling for six. That's, that's just amazing. How how well you're able to to pull off like acting that's so like much higher than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> all right wow 
Um, is one success enough? Well, I need to know what the number is on that success. <laughs> it's a three, but it could be a set. Uh, there's unless you can get an eight, you're you're not you're not getting, you're not you're not completely getting it. Hilariously, though, a distracted Severina Costa rolled poorly enough that she actually doesn't notice anything is up. Great, but Gray Foster, Gray Foster got an eight, so um, uh, so he, which is a bad roll for him, but uh, he he does. He seems to notice that something is going on as you're like kind of stretching out your sentences and like suddenly not becoming a very like animated storyteller. Like Severina doesn't care. It just makes it easier for her to focus on Roland and Bahara. But like we were sloshing through the marshes and stepping over the branches and sloshing, sloshing through them, just wading waist deep. And, uh, 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 and 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 and, and <laughs> then we saw it. All right, you can have a grit, Kinsey. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Marshall Yen starts uh, saddling Umbra. Great. Uh, I guess we're doing another pull reveal ride through the uh, Tobias Station. <laughs> um, at this point, uh, the door does open. And Roland and Salem walk in. And that's when I learned never go up against the Snorligoster unless you use the body system. Right. Well, it seems like it might have been a good story. I only feel like I got half of it. Yeah, well, you know, as you see, my time is up, so sometimes uh, performances don't go the way you want them to. Could I have another one of those martinis, Gray? Absolutely. And he starts making you up another one. Uh, yeah. Uh, Roland and uh, Salem step in uh, to the room. I, I wait for for Salem to speak, because the thing he says next sort of determines whether or not I've done it or not. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He steps in. He looks at um, Carver, glances at Severina, not really able to make eye contact. Roland, without having to roll, you can tell that Severina notices that tension. Uh, and then Salem goes, Severina, the Knims will not stand aside. The Acostas do not belong in charge of Tobias Station. Least of all because This fine gentleman, who you have befriended. Is loyal to you. Or so you think. He glances to Roland and goes, I do believe Roland is uniquely situated to give each family... A fair enough shake. 
that bringing him forward as the replacement for Copeland to the other families is what I would recommend. So that's what we'll do. Understood? Like, Severina, like, glances a little bit between Roland and Salem for a second before she goes, Of course. That is what I was hoping for. This loyalty thing, Salem, you need to relax. There is no one out to get you. We are all friends here, and no one is trying to dethrone the canoons. And, um... Foster goes, well then, I suppose it is decided. Let us all drink to this arrangement, and then um, we can have somebody call the other families and get us all together for hammering out the details. There is sort of one detail. Um, My associate is currently under arrest by the unlawful security chief of this station and there's no telling what that security chief is planning i would like if that were addressed soon now even would be great but (laughs) i hold no legal position here i wouldn't presume to make demands only requests salem nods puts a hand on your shoulder roland and goes Well, as our enterprises, he gestures to the other two, need to remain visibly impartial. That sounds like something you and good Mr. McCharlotte should attend to. Perhaps it will help you with your campaign to... uh, expose someone so corrupt? If it's any if it's any comfort, should push come to shove, I know quite a few judges and quite a few marshals, more say than you. Well me and uh, me and Kinsey will go take care of that. <clears throat> I know it does not bear repeating, but I'll repeat it anyways. If Pax is dead, that is bad. And I start heading out. I assume Kinsey is following with me. Um, he's certainly finishing his drink and then saying, thank you very much, Gray. And uh, he <laughs> exits with a waft of cigar smoke. <laughs> No, no! <laughs> In a day, let me tell you. Uh, Roland and Kinsey, you enter the elevator together, unaccompanied by the Jimmy. Oh, mm. how lovely. Hopefully not. We should hurry. Yes, um, I should have, well, not thought I would have been able to tell you, but I, Pax is certainly in trouble. Uh, I, yes. <laughs> right, but uh, uh, it may be more dire than we expected, so we should get a move on. Uh, uh, the the marshal is with um, is with Humber now. Oh, 
I don't recall if I'm aware that that is a thing it is normal for you to know. I don't think it is. You, I don't I don't think don't. Yeah, I don't think Kinsey's actually super shared it with anybody. If no. anyone has a slight inkling of it, it's Pax. Sure. Yeah, but yeah. even then, I don't think Pax actually has enough like information to know that for sure. No, we we uh we sh- we shot the shit on the way back. Um uh, Oh yeah. yeah? Okay, so it's, so Pax is somewhat aware. Yeah, but I have kept your secret. So um I I can tell from your face that you are not lying, but how do you know that? You know, it's a thing that just sort of started happening. Uh, Umber and I have some sort of connection. This is so far down on my list of priorities today. This is fascinating, but I have no time to devote to this. <laughs> we, we, I'm sure we will have a chance to talk later, yes. I certainly hope so. And then the elevator opens. We should be running, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, are you guys running towards the uh, security chief's area? Or are you running towards where you know Umbra to be in the stables as uh, Marshall Yen finishes like saddling him? Um, I certainly start running towards the security office. Uh, I think that's where Umbra is going to get to eventually as well. Okay, cool. Um, so I, I'm, I'm saying I'm running with Roland. Sure. Uh, so yeah, you guys start running. Meanwhile, Pax, I'll let you guys know when you arrive. Uh, <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Pax, you get wheeled out. It's not like a massive crowd, but obviously enough people have heard through the grapevine that there's going to be a hanging, that there's a a decent crowd in the bazaar right now as everyone is looking up expectingly and you get wheeled out, um, uh, kind of set there. And at that point, um, uh, you do notice below you, there are eight security guards kind of like blocking the stairways up to this area, uh, four in one stairway, four to the other. Um, and then, uh, one secure or two security guards help, sort of restrain you as the three, uh, the two of them and Leo Riggs, like get you out of the containment manacles and into like a proper set of handcuffs and ropes that kind of like tie your elbows together behind your back. Um, and then, uh, they put a noose around your neck as, uh, as Morales is speaking. You see that this like, kind of like this balcony does have built into it kind of a trap door. Um, that you were, that the, like, that the, the, you know, the gallows has been kind of set on top of, um, and Morales, uh, steps out. Everyone kind of goes quiet as they've been kind of murmuring. And, uh, as you're kind of being like removed from the containment manacles tied up and everything. And if you want to like try and make a break for it or anything, you just let me know. I would like to resist. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I would like to delay as long as possible. Uh, so as soon as they like un- undo the re- containment manacles, you want to try and like uh, fight against them. Yeah, I figure Leo's going to intercede, but uh, eat up that shine. Uh, yeah, um, so it's uh, it's going to be unarmed. Okay. So let's go ahead and roll that, and then I'll let you know if Leo uses any shine.
so they they did get a 13. I can't even come close to that. Okay, so they are able to... You struggle... Uh, I mean, what was your highest? Um, an 8. Okay, cool. Yeah, so they actually... Um, you, they, you, they only get one next success. So you do struggle, uh, but not successfully. Uh, basically, they get you out and, like, you try to make a break for it, but, like... The two uh, security guards are able to like hold your shoulders and like lift you up because uh, they're rather large uh, and you're like average to short. And so you get lifted up and then Leo immediately like gets the handcuffs on you and tightens them. Not quite extremely tight, but like tight. Uh, and then the other two start like wrapping uh, your arms. Um, and then uh, Leo steps up and like kind of like just looks at you for a second. Not quite pity in his eyes as he slips the noose gently over your neck and then stands out of your vision. Um, and uh, while this is going on, Morales uh, is speaking to the crowd as uh, she, her voice projects over uh, saying, we come here today to see justice Delivered upon Patience Davison, known to some here as Pax. She crept into Tobias Station, a fugitive from the law of Alonestead Territory, accompanied by two other criminals, Roland Hollis and Kinsey McCharlotte. These three outlaws made fools of us all. Tricked us into thinking they were upstanding members of our community, all while they hatched a malicious plot to throw our station into turmoil. Now, Hollis and McCharlotte are still at large, but Davison here was captured this morning after committing the heinous act of murdering our very own station master, Eddie Copeland, in cold blood. And the crowd, like, Becomes like uproarious at that point, like shock, confusion. People are shouting out. I also look at her in shock because I didn't expect her to pull that card. Now, now I know this is shocking news, but I promise you, as sure as this murderer will hang, I will see to it that her accomplices are brought to justice, and then Tobias Station will find itself stronger through law and order. Let's make it. This is about Roland and Kinsey. You're hearing the end of this as you're as you're rushing forward. You hear the let's make these three. Uh, you hear this. You hear this for sure. You hear a little bit leading up to it, uh, like her accomplices, stuff like that. As you're rushing forward, you did. Uh, I'll go ahead and say you heard the the like rev revelation that she told the crowd that Pax killed Eddie Copeland. Um. Uh, you like hear that in the distance and then you like pick up the pace and, uh, she goes, let's make an example of these grifters starting with this one and Roland and Kinsey, you're almost about there. You're about to, I don't actually know. Are you, are you intending to try and approach on the same level of packs or are you attempting to approach like within the crowd? I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any way that I would have known or that we would have known that she was like up on the gallows, right? Yeah. So like, mm -hmm. 
I would have just gone to the security office. Okay. So at this point you do, uh, I'll say you guys are, are observant enough. You're, you're smart enough. I'll give you without having to roll, um, stealth at this point, you do spot that like the, the way that way, the way on like the same level as where the hanging is happening is blocked by, it looks like there's four security guards in this area. And so you're able to like, kind of like stop and like slam yourself into cover without having to roll stealth because you're not so close that like they would have noticed you. Um, but okay. you, you do notice that there's at least four security guards in between you and where this voice, like this speech seems to be coming from. Uh, I'll ask then, uh, what did the two of you do in that, in that moment? Uh, yeah, I, I look at Kinsey when we like slam into cover. I need time to talk. I think, uh, in that case, Kinsey doesn't respond. His job there is to distract the guards. And so I think he's going to let them see him. So you go like running that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've slammed myself into cover and whichever like larger person i'm hiding behind i pop up behind them kind of freezing just enough movement for them to catch me and then i boat for the other direction okay cool um roll roll athletics kinsey cool this will determine how many of them feel like they have to chase after you (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm hoping for Alright. It didn't roll very well. I have you said a, athletics is athletics. I, mean? I have a seven. <laughs> you know, let's see how this goes. Hmm. Uh I have no hits. Roll more dice, spend grit. Oh, what are you no. doing? <laughs> I mean, my my what I can aim for is a six, so I can only get up to seven to begin with. Well, my other two if successes I, are a three and a that two. Would be a different story. I'm sorry, what? My other two successes are a three and a two. I have a two, a three, and a seven. I mean, you do whatever you want. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to guilt you. No, no, I I I want to. But I can't add dice. You can't okay, add okay, dice? Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 I can, I can. Uh, I'm gonna, can I add dice one at a time for yep. this row? You can play to the, right. you, you can make your own luck and roll a die and see what happens. Yep. All right, that's one. Uh... And since I can't get above that, the, the, so what are, I, I, I just rolled a five. Okay, cool. You've eliminated everything that you can eliminate. Unless you want to try and roll exactly a seven and then play to the gallery. <laughs> I would roll exactly a six and play to the gallery and that wouldn't get me where I need to okay. go. Cool. Then yeah. I should have yeah. bamboozled. Why didn't I bamboozle? You could have bamboozled, yeah. Um, uh, before he runs away, I grab my hat off his belt. Because he took it to go to Gray Foster's. <laughs> I, I did. You take it. You take it. He's like wearing it. You take it off his head, <laughs> and he goes running. Um, okay, so um, 
Only two of them are going to follow you, Kinsey. Uh, the other two remain in place. And then, like, one of the two that remains in place, like, grabs the radio and is like, we have McCharlotte. Is it too late for me to take a shot at uh, the two that are still there? Oh, you want to, like, pull the goddamn... You want to pull the trigger? You want to... Wait, do you have a gun? You don't have a gun. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got... You You didn't bring any weapons up to the upper crest. You don't have any weapons at all. You're Roland being chased. doesn't have a gun, does he? Why would I have a gun? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> if I have to shoot someone, we're in such a bad position. Kenzie, run to Umbra's. Run to Umbra's. <laughs> oh, no, that's where I'm going. So oh, Kenzie yeah. is sprinting with two guards on his tail. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Roland, there's still two guards between you and this speech. Yeah, I run my thumb across the brim of my hat, and I am someone else as I walk towards the middle of this crowd. Oh, you're, oh, so you're you're branching off and heading towards the crowd instead of trying to get past these two guards? Oh, sorry, I misunderstood. We're on the level of the gallows. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Because um, you were coming from north, uh, gotcha, from the gotcha, from the gotcha, top. Gotcha, gotcha, so. gotcha. No, then I walk right up to them. Okay, cool. So yeah, you put on a fake face. You you brush the burn. No, no, no. I don't put on a fake face. Oh, okay. So you put your hat on. Makes you feel I put cool. my hat on. It looks good. Yeah, you look good. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they run off, and one of them's like, "We have McCharlotte uh, heading down the stairs, uh, move to intercept." And then uh, they get off, look at each other, and then you step out, and they both like look to you, and then like get. You're their about weapons. to reach for your gun or your radio, and I want you to understand that. Every member of the family in this station is on my side now. Do you want to be the person who stands in my way today? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll Intimidate. Can I try to untie my, uh, or get these handcuffs off? Like, try and pick pick the lock or something? Oh, I don't have any lock picks. Can I break my thumb? You don't have to break it. You just have to dislocate it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess it That's doesn't matter because my elbows are like fucking together. Never mind. Forget it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Uh, take a grit, uh, Roland. All right, that's more like it. Uh, it's it's. I mean, I I'm sure you've got me a, a, at least partially beat, but I did get a ten. Uh, okay. Then, can I spend the grit you just gave me? No. Okay. You can spend. Um, so any then other I need grit. to know if I I have pushed my luck despite a clear chance to fail. I'm calling that one. Yes. Um, and I think I helped Salem solve a problem using my wits when he specifically asked for my advice. Yes, sure. So cool. that's, that's now I have two grip before you spend any grit at me. Yeah, uh, I can play to the gallery to count this 12. Nice. So is that uh, well, we'll see what the explosion does. Okay. Uh, Tommy, I rolled pretty good. What'd you get? I have three net hits over a 10. Uh, so yeah, you, you say that you walk up like unarmed confidently 
and you just like stare at these two as you reveal that like the entire you have the family on your side and they seem a little aghast they have their hands on their rifles trying to decide exactly what to do uh meanwhile during that like kind of um that bit of discussion or you know intimidation uh you do uh packs you get moved over uh the noose gets tightened a little bit around your neck it's a little uncomfortable. Um, and you look out over the crowd and everyone is like, you know, a little conflicted. You see some people who are a little confused, not sure what's happening. You see some people who are like shouting like things at you, you know, calling you a murderer and stuff like that. Um, uh, uh, and then uh, one voice cuts out over the crowd, kind of shutting everyone up, being like, Ain't she deserve last words? And like the crowd looks back and you see Shirley Charlotte in the crowd. <laughs> Shirley Charlotte is in the crowd, like clutching her like her like morning gown, like closed as she's looking up at you and like she makes eye contact with you. And everyone kind of looks back and sees this old, like, like 80 year old woman, like shouting this out. And then um, like immediately, like too quickly, uh, Morales like leaps on top of that being like, we don't need to hear any more of her lies. See to the hanging ash. Can I, can I like cut in at that point? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She goes, we don't need to hear any more words. And I say, you don't give last words to people who are wrongfully accused. And seeing as you're not legally anything here, I don't think it's within your authority to execute anyone, Deandra. <laughs> as you like step out of the crowd, those two, uh, or step out of the shadows in the hallway, those two uh, uh, security guards, like with their guns, like kind of like at their side, like not sure what to do, but they let you walk past uh, packs you're able to turn enough, like the rope still kind of tight on your neck um, as uh, Roland uh, kind of steps out, looking down this uh, corridor at um, Morales. And uh, she turns to uh, him, looks back at the crowd at this point, um, turning back, sees what's going on. And some of them are like, let her speak, let her speak. Hey, yeah, yeah, words for the dead. Yeah, let her speak. It's only justice. Like, in like, uh, more or less, like, a lot of them are like, oh, yeah. Like, some of them have gone kind of quiet. Some of those ones who are, like, shouting murder and stuff at you. But for the most part, the crowd seems more interested in hearing what you have to say before you die. Um, Morales turns back to you, Roland. Let's out a sigh. And goes... I cut her off. It would be tremendously hard for Pax to have killed Eddie Copeland this morning. Because you did it quite some time ago. You killed him. And then you replaced him with a man named Carver Barkley. He had some gambling debts and you tied a digit disguise to his neck so you could pretend you were station chief. Because now that I think about it, Security chief isn't an elected position, is it, Deandra? You have no authority if the station master says you're fired. 
the two guards who were like tying up packs, do you stop you from getting very close to Deandra as they walk up, um, trying to like stop you and you're not very physically fit. So I'm going to say they probably succeed. Right. I don't like really try and. Yeah, (laughs) I assumed, but I just wanted to make sure as they kind of stop you and you're shouting past them at Deandra, she grits her teeth, looks to you, glances out to the crowd. The crowd's kind of gone silent and she goes, and if that weren't enough, then you killed a Fort Dearborn militiaman. Because you thought you were untouchable. Because you're a crook, Deandra. And a crook can't be security chief. That's the law. Well, I suppose at this point, her blood's on your hands. And she, uh, like, kicks. I um... shout very loudly. I have it, Leo. uh oh god but you don't you don't have it (laughs) i don't (laughs) but Uh, in my heart i believe he wants me to have it roll roll (laughs) manipulate let's see if leo believes you i'll spend my last grit to bamboozle him okay Okay. Feel somewhat confident in this role. Uh, Leo's only got a 10 currently. Okay. Well, I imagine you could do some grit shenanigans. I have a 10 and I have a 14. The 14 explodes. Hold on. Okay. Okay. That's important. (laughs) I didn't use my reliability, so... God. I didn't find two grit laying on the ground somewhere, did I? <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have a 10 and a 14. Okay, cool. I will spend grit to play to the gallery to be able to count uh, this 13, um, which will explode, but probably not. No, that's not above a 10. Uh, so you have, I believe, one net success then. I have one net hit. Okay. So you say, you shout, I have it, Leo, as Morales kicks the latch. Uh, Paxed, you drop. Um, but before you're able to, the n- rope is able to tighten enough to snap your neck, you stop. And you feel p- tug on your jacket as Leo Riggs has dropped to one knee and caught your jacket. And he looks up at Morales, and Morales looks down at him, and then immediately pulls out her gun, takes a shot at Roland as she goes running in the other direction. Uh, Now, these two large burly security guards who have specifically gotten between me and her, are they covered? They're not, they're not covered because at this point with like the, the kick, like you shouting at Leo, they've, they've turned, they cheated, right? They cheated to the camera. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, yeah, so go ahead and roll a defense roll in and then everyone roll initiative. Terrible. Like, uh, I have a nine. 
Uh, okay, you do get shot a little bit. <laughs> My whole life is getting shot a little bit when people shoot at me. <laughs> uh, you take uh, six damage, no armor piercing. Oh, that's that's fine. I said it was a little bit. She just grazes. No, you. I'm just used to like a little bit having some piercing, and then I'm like <laughs> really starting to get yeah. worried. <laughs> Kinzu's got a six. Right, Kinzie has a six on initiative. Uh, Pax? Four. Oh dear. Yeah. Static it's all, initiative. It's all those in, it's all those wound modifiers. I would have four, I would have had an eight. <laughs> that sucks. Man, if I had grit, this would be a great initiative roll. <laughs> I keep rolling one above what I would need for a uh, uh, play to the gallery. <laughs> it's Ugh. not great. God, I almost died. <laughs> That's why I lied. <laughs> he lied so you wouldn't die. Uh, Roland, what'd you get for initiative? I have a seven. This is perfect. <laughs> for me, not for you guys. Right. <laughs> Kinsey, what's your awareness stat? Uh, awareness is... Six. Oh, all right. Six. Cool. Uh, Morales is up first. She is going to spend her turn running. And then all of you can take a grit as she doubles down to run some more. <laughs> she gets a pretty good head start. <laughs> uh, you can tell Roland. Uh, yeah, you're definitely the one who can see this because Pax is hanging right now. Um uh, Roland, you can see uh, she is making her way towards the hangar area of the station. She's not like running down the stairs to try to escape through the crowd or anything. She has basically a beeline that she's taking towards the area where the, the different hangars are. Uh, Roland, it's, it's your turn. These two security guards are uh, getting ready to fire on you. They don't know what's going on, but they know that Morales took a shot at you, so they seem to be following suit. Crooks. Crooks all the way down. And not even good crooks. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, I will shout to Leo. Uh, I will take it to my grave if Pax dies or Morales gets away. 
and then I would like to jump down into the crowd. Okay. Uh, oh, you have a grab stability harness, right? Yes, I have an excellent quality grab stability I guess stability roll gymnastics, let me know if you get one hit. That's enough for you to very safely travel the distance you need to. Uh, I have gotten one hit. Okay, cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So yeah, you go running past as you shout this to, to uh, Leo, the two dumbfounded security guards getting ready. The ones on the ground pushing back the crowd see you leap out and just glide your way down into the middle of the crowd. Um, can I can I then like run my thumb along the brim of my hat and make my face someone else? Ooh. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll blend with the benefit of your... Um, uh, of your digi disguise. Um, it is two, so I think that's a plus two. It's a standard quality, so I think it's a plus two for blend. Yeah. Uh, I want to say yes. Okay. Well, I'll roll it and I'll let you know if it matters. Uh, standard quality is a plus three. It has mattered. Nice. Uh, I have a 15. Okay. Um, you're up against an 11. Uh, it's only the one. The one I have. Okay, cool. So, like, you see some of the security guards see, like, where you disappeared into, but, like, they're not 100% sure. So... Unless they're just going to open, like, if they decide to open fire into this crowd, they might hit you. But otherwise, you're pretty safe. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, uh, it's the security team's turn. Let's start with the one that's most important. Kinsey, you're being ta chased by two security guards. <laughs> Um, one of them is going to try and tackle you. Roll a defense test. <laughs> Excellent. Great. <laughs> you're also, Kinsey, your route has not taken you far enough away for you not to have heard everything that's happened. Okay, good. So, so I know that at least Roland is on the upper hand at the moment. Yeah, you heard, you heard Roland yell, I have it. Leo and then saying I'll take it to my grave if if Pax gets if Pax dies or Morales gets away and then there's a oh! <laughs> as he jumps into the crowd <laughs> I love that yeah uh do I need to spend grit to roll higher than 12 you roll the 12 because I'll do it I'll do whatever I need to you don't need to a 12 will do fine okay. excellent perfect <laughs> that's the first one let's roll the other one he's also gonna try okay. to tackle you fair enough yeah. And uh, this is my second dodge, so it's a minus one, correct? Correct. Oh man, you're living my life. <laughs> I only got a seven on this one. The other one I got an 11, but it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, luckily I rolled an eight at this point. So. Okay, alright, alright. So yeah, they grasp at you, they get like a, a handful of your jacket, but you're able to pull it out as you're just sprinting your way. Where are you going, Kinsey? <laughs> I'm heading towards Umbras. Um, right. Now, I would also like to go ahead and direct... Oh, no, it's not my turn. Sorry. Sorry. Never mind. It can be your turn. It's your turn. Is it? Is it my turn? That's, it. That's all I need? You're tied with someone else, so tell me what you do. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, Umbra. Um, 
Yes. Uh, Marshall I, Yen I, is on Umbra's leaving the stables. On Umbra um, leaving I, the stables. So, uh, <laughs> I know that Umbra has met Morales, or at least has seen her. So he knows what she smells like. Mm -hmm. uh, on our... When we when we did the like perp walk of uh I don't remember their names but that those brothers the uh, we Creek took them game. yes that's right uh, we took them to Morales so uh, he knows what she smells like and I'm going to send send him an image of her so that he knows what he's smelling for and I want him to chase her so they come out and and uh, uh, <laughs> Leonard like is like kind of petting behind Umbra's ears and is like all right all right. Perfect. All right. Now let's go get Pax. And like, as he says that Umbra like gets that message from you, like he hears some gun, like there are some gunshots. He's like, let's go get Pax. And there's a couple gunshots. And Leo's like, or uh, Leonard's like, oh, God damn it. And he pulls out like his pistol. And as he's pulling out his pistol before he can even hi-ya, uh, <laughs> Umbra just like leaps forward. And he's like, oh, gee, a lot of damn. <laughs> as, he's, as he's like, kind of like, rodeoing his way on the back of Umbra as Umbra goes flying uh, into the into the station, uh, able to make basically the whole distance from the stables to the station in this turn easily. He's like in the mouth of the station, can see the crowd, can see Pax hanging uh, with the noose around her neck, but Leo Riggs holding onto the back of her jacket. Um, and uh, Kinsey, you're just you're just trying to use your whole turn to try to get as close to Umbra's as you can. Yes, absolutely. Right. Is there a way to get to the lower levels without using the um, the doors? Like, is there a scaff that I could be using to just to get more distance and get there more quickly? The the quickest way for you would just be to like leap your way down, um, uh, like skipping a couple steps, and then like run basically in front like umbra would see you from like a little ways away as you ran right by like the main entrance and then like skid it up to one of the doors hit the button and then like run down those stairs that's about as far cool. as you get you're like on the stairs down to the lower levels those two okay, security cool. guards rushing in uh uh behind you but umbra's not able to get close enough to like interact with them no 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 that's not that's fair he's busy uh packs uh you get pulled up uh, and like kind of unceremoniously like shoved against like a, a railing uh, on your butt with your feet kind of still hanging down the, the hatch. Uh, and then there's a flash of a blade and uh, you feel that tension of, uh, on your neck kind of loosen as the noose kind of hangs loosely around your neck. And then like Leo stands up and turns towards the very confused looking security guards who spent their turn trying to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> uh, Leonard is uh, confused, um, but what he does see is Kinsey run by and two security guards chasing after Kinsey. So he takes a shot at one of the security guards. He, like, kind of grazes them as they're running, and they, like, kind of get hit and turn and see him on the back of, like, Umbra. And one of them keeps following you, Kinsey, while the other one, like, turns to face Leonard. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Pax, you're up. 
Um, okay. Sure. Um, I'd like to stand up. And, okay. Cool, 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 cool. You're and able then... to achieve that. Your hands are still tied behind your back. Yeah. That doesn't mean I can't trip anybody, right? So yeah, your legs, your legs are relatively free. Hmm. <laughs> what do you mean relatively? They're free. Okay. <laughs> Relative uh, to your hands, which are completely not free. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh. I guess I. Can you do that cool like thing where you like jump up and pull your hands out in front of you? My elbows are tied together. Yeah, they super tied her arms behind her back. Yeah. I don't know. You're very athletic. I don't think I don't think I'm that athletic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was worth asking. Jeez. Try pulling your arms over your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure someone can do. Um. Can I? God, I don't. I don't even know what to do. Um, I almost died. So, right next to you is Leo. Uh, mm-hmm. Long gone that way is Morales. Mm-hmm. Roland has ran by and jumped into the crowd below you. Mm-hmm. Below you, there are eight uh, security guards who are pushing back the crowd and trying to find Roland. Okay, cool. I'm gonna uh, jump on one. Uh. Ahead of you are two security guards who Roland just jumped by and are trying to figure out what they should be doing. Uh, they are armed and kind of starting to draw their attention towards you. Uh, and you do hear some gunshots going off uh, where Marshall Yen, way, way over and below you, is shooting at a couple guards that were chasing after Kinsey. All right. I guess I'm going to try and square up against these these guys. The two that are on the same level as you. Yeah. Okay. What are you gonna? Are you? What are you gonna try and do with them? How much? How much can I keep crouching tiger hidden dragon this? Um, what do you want to achieve? How yeah, many hits I do you want. Roll? I want to. I want to try and kick one over the railing. Okay. Um, so this is unarmed. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna be at a minus two. I mean, your your upper body. No, is I know, I know, down. but it's it's a total of a minus minus four. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, they they're gonna. Whatever, this is fine. I'm going to be great. Okay. I have three successes. Wait. What's your highest? I have four successes, and my highest is a six. That's a lot of successes. None of them matter, though. No. <laughs> I rolled a six, a five, and two twos. Yeah, I got a nine and an eleven. Yeah, that makes sense. I have two feet. Can I try again? You can. Yeah, you have another. That okay. was. 
Uh, I have War Dancer. So, so the thing is, technically, what you've been trying to do is like it's a shove, ish. Uh, like a, I, I, I should have given you bigger negatives, basically. Now that I mm-hmm. think about it, uh, because I was thinking you were doing a grapple, which is a, which is a focused action, right? Because you know, to grapple somebody, you make them like sure. subject to your, like you can move them around. Yeah. Um, but you could also do a called shot just to like knock someone over. But I should have given you a bigger penalty. That's fine. All it that is to say, anyway. All that is to say, the second quick action you can definitely do, but at the penalty I should have given you. Um. No. I'd like to basically bounce off of that guy <laughs> and him being a huge guy, as you've um, already said. And is there like a door or like a window or something I can just like jump through or something for cover? You're just trying to find some cover? Yeah. Yeah, there's cover around. Yeah, you can like fly at this guy do like a couple like spinning kicks and like mm-hmm. dive and roll and like get yourself into like a doorway of one of the shops and give yourself uh, uh, moderate cover okay great I need it I'll take it sold that's my turn alright Morales is gonna do some more stuff I'm psychic. I see it. What does she do? Tell us. Roland, it's your turn. Uh, I'll give a call for my ruse. Uh, I whip the crowd into a fervor. I would like to solidly steer the shouting of this crowd into uh Everyone's shouting that, like, Morales is clearly a crook. She just tried to shoot somebody and run away. That's not very sheriffly of her, like, clearly evidence of her guilt. I'm trying her case in the court of public opinion, but it's not against anyone. It's just me. So, like, it's not going well for her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So this is going to be manipulate. Given the size of the crowd and the noise that you're dealing with, it's going to be at a minus three. Um, I assume dress to oppress does not apply here. Correct. Okay. But it is my first impression with many of these people. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make the joke and then I was like, no. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, you were up against a nine. Um, okay, let's see some my reliability. Uh, I have I have two hits over a nine, a nine and a ten. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you start shouting this stuff, me like, "Where's she going? Is she really innocent?" Justice. I use as many different voices. As yeah. I need you're fucking more. like you're running through the crowd, like switching your face and like popping up and shouting a thing, and then like sk- like rolling around other people's backs, and then like scanning your face again and shouting another thing. Uh, like you're like me from Aladdin. <laughs> Yeah, Where's she this. going? Like, <laughs> she can't be innocent. I've seen this before. <laughs> that ain't right from a sheriff. <laughs> oh no, Seth, you're sideways. Yeah, what happened, Seth? Oh no, you're muted oh, no. too. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'm trying to figure out what happened here. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
don't He's know in the vents. Like... <laughs> Kinsey's diving. <laughs> yeah, I wanna I wanna basically turn this crowd so against Morales that the, the security staff has to like consider I want them to start thinking, maybe maybe we should arrest Morales. <laughs> Uh, so, a uh, decent amount of the security is, uh, concerned with crowd control at this, at this moment. Um, and, sorry, I keep looking over at Seth. Um, Stop it. Don't, look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. I'm hideous. Uh, all right. Okay. So, hey, there we go. Yeah, 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 you're normal. Um, so, uh, the two that, uh, are around Pax are going to shoot at Pax. Pax, you have moderate cover, so you have a plus two. Uh, okay. Uh, so that... You're up against an 11. I don't know what my dodge pool is without my gear. Um, I mean, you have your armor I have on, at least. My armor, yeah. Okay, so that makes it a fourteen, because I'm at a minus two, but then I'm at a plus two. Yeah. I have a a, a thirteen, a twelve, and an eleven. Okay. Uh, with the second barrel of that security guard's gun, they're going to shoot at you again. Okay, great. Any chance that if I get, like, five successes, they can shoot this gag off? <laughs> no, but I did only roll an eight. Well, I I have a nine. Okay. Uh, so that's one security guard down. There's a second one. Uh, she is going to take two shots at you. garbage that turn uh but she has double barrel on her rifle as well so she is going to take a second shot at you uh all i have is an eight what you got there <laughs> um i'm gonna spend a crit to roll another die Uh, I have a five. Uh, all right. So you are hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were hit for six damage with four armor piercing. I have to take an injury. Okay. So it's a class one injury. If you already have an injury, you have to roll additional dice. Okay. It's a 20. All right. What's that in the class one chart? It's a setback. You lose two initiative. Oh, come on. <laughs> Pax, you were out of initiative. <laughs> I'm glad I took cover. Yeah. I was gonna you... say, it's a good thing you got there. Pax, you like get completely pinned down. 
uh, as like the bullets start whizzing by and you're sitting there struggling against the ropes that are tying your arms together. Uh, God, who even can see this? I guess Roland, because you're in the crowd. Uh, you see Leo stand up after Pax is like darted off to the side and the other two are shooting at, at her. And, uh, he like holsters his, uh, his sheaths, his knife, uh, keeps his pistol in hand, uh, looks, uh, uh, whistles sharply at the two, um, uh, security guards that are shooting at Pax and then just goes, and shoots out because his pistol's in fact uh, a projectile that shoots uh, darts, and they both get hit in the chest with uh, with darts that make them kind of close their eyes and like reach out a little confused and then crumple to the ground as they as they are uh, made unconscious by the sleep tonics he just shot them with. All right, Rigsy. Speaking from experience, it is the good stuff. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. The gunshots stop Pax, but you're not sure. You don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't. Uh, and then Leo looks towards the crowd, sees the, the crowd fighting, glances towards Morales, glances towards Pax, and seems to contemplate his options. Uh, Kinsey, what are you up to? Uh, still got one guy in your tail. Just, just the one there. That's, that's excellent. Um, how, how can I, should I, should I, I think I'm going to start with, uh, with Umbra again. Okay. So the other security guard has exchanged some shots back at, uh, at Leonard, um, who is like hunkered down on Umbra. What does Umbra do? Um, can Umbra make progress in chasing Captain Morales and also attack this person? Uh, well, it depends on how much progress you want to make in following Morales. Uh, I will say Umbra is very far away from catching up to Morales. So if you want to have like any reasonable chance of catching Morales, you got to spend like the whole turn going, trying to get that uh, that done. My second question is, can I uh, use Spirit Animal to use Protective Companion for uh, Leonard? No, that is only a special bond between you and Umbra. All right, all right. Uh, I think it's still worth it to try and get as far away from this person as as close to Morales as possible. So I'm going to use Umbra's home turn. To, to get some distance. Okay, uh, go ahead and have Umber roll an instinct check for me. Okay. Right, okay, that makes sense. Uh, and that is... What's the dice pool for that? Uh... It's whatever Umber's instinct is divided by two, rounded up. Okay, that's what I thought. And then the target is instinct plus four. Or your wrangle, whichever is better. No, it's definitely the instinct. It's a very 
instinctuous creature. And yes, that is a term that I was made up. Big smart rap. <laughs> um, so. Uh, oh, okay, interesting. Uh, I've got a high at this point of 10. Uh, how many successes? That's what I'm looking for. It's uh, two, two successes, but I could definitely do more very easily. Uh, no, two is enough for what you need. Uh, okay. So Umbra is going to make a decent amount of progress this turn, but because Leonard is on Umbra and also has a turn immediately after you, we'll wrap all that up in once. So Umbra is spending his whole turn m making for Morales. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. What are you doing? Uh, I'm doing the same thing that he is. I'm trying to get... Uh, I'm mostly trying to get Umbras because I know once I get there, I'll have a weapon and I don't have to try and punch anybody. <laughs> Roll a test real quick. Okay. Uh, Kinsey, you sprint your way down uh, the um, uh, down the tunnel. Actually, roll a defense test because this guy is going to take a couple shots at you. I kind of skipped his oh. turn, but he will take shots at you during uh, during this chase. Uh, so go ahead and roll a defense test. Uh, you're up against a ten. Ooh, all right. Uh, I've got a 12. Okay, yeah. So shots like ping, ping behind you as you're sprinting down in the uh, lower levels. You skid to a stop, punch the, the button. Uh, the door opens to Umbra's. It's looked better. It's a little burned. Uh, yeah. You jump in. And the security guard follows behind you and steps directly on the trap that you have set up uh, and have been very diligent about setting up every time you leave Umbra's uh, as um, this person's uh, leg gets caught in a rope. He gets swung upside down. Uh, his rifle swinging. He's able to keep a hold of it because it's kind of like on a sling. Uh, but he is like turn around spinning as he is whipped up upside down uh, by this trap. Great. So a trap was utilized successfully. Yes. <laughs> Everyone can have an XP from a trap being um, utilized successfully. Does that also count as a predator being evaded or should I get a hold of his rifle? <laughs> yeah, he's still a predator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're uh, a... With your yeah, whole I, I, turn, you're able to make it to Umbra's, basically. Good. Perfect. And uh, as he, I don't stop just because he's trapped. I'm going to go for the, either the bag of guns that I've made, or my pistol, whichever is closer. Uh, probably your pistol and rifle are, like, in a booth nearby, so, like, yeah. you, you're able to get a hold of those for next turn. Perfect. Um, Lee, or Leonard... Uh, so basically, Roland, you see again as um, uh, as Leonard has kind of knocked those two out and is kind of contemplating his options. Just Leo, you mean? Yeah, sorry. As Leo is contemplating his options, Leonard leaps up onto the balcony right by, like right in front of him on Umbra. 
uh, and Leonard pulls back and like uh, gets ready to raise his gun again. But Umber like uh, is like full on sprinting, and then you see Umbra get yanked, like the the reins get yanked super hard, and like the the bite in Umber's mouth gets like pulled really roughly against his mouth. And Kinsey, you get a spike of discomfort from Umbra uh, as as Leonard steers Umbra to the left. And swings Umber around, who, like, kind of, like, jumps a little bit, lands, and, like, spins around, and packs. You're sitting there kind of, like, in the corner, like, pinned down, and then you're, there's a shadow over you, and you look up, and you see Umbra, antlers, uh, massive form, silhouetted by the spotlight, and sitting on the back, reaching down towards you with one hand, is Leonard Yen. He goes, come on, we don't have time. He's got to do all the work. I don't have a mouth or arms. Right, but you, like, stand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, he grabs the, um, the like, back where your hands are, like, kind of tied up and, like, pulls you up, sets you on Umbra kind of backwards over his shoulder. And then as Umbra kicks down a different direction, somewhat in the area that Morales is going, but because Leo kind of diverted him, he's going a different route. Um, you feel as those ropes around your back, um, snap as Leonard cuts them open. I smile. You can't tell because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot going on. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, we're going to do a, a slightly unconventional thing here. Um, Morales does a thing. And, uh, Roland, what do you do on your turn? Um. This, there's not really a reasonable chance of me catching up with Morales, right? Maybe. You don't know what she's up to, if she's slowed down at all during her time, right? If you start making your way there now, there's a chance that you're able to come upon her. You're probably okay. not going to get there before Umbra gets there, but... No, no, no. I mean, basically, if I think there's a reasonable chance I can catch up to her and affect that situation, I'm heading there. If there's not, I'm doing something else. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Are you spending your whole turn trying to get as far as possible? Yeah, I think so. I want to, like, shout something as the crowd as I leave, but I think I'm better served spending my whole effort making forward progress. Yeah, so the crowd is in an uproar. Those eight security guards have been uh, joined by two more, so there's ten security guards now trying to, like, control the crowd, telling them to back up, like, shoving people away, that kind of thing. Uh, and you slip out and then just start full on sprinting as fast as you can. You run up some side stairs, keep going. And, um, as you get in this like kind of long corridor, you see like, uh, slamming into the wall packs and, uh, Leonard on the back of Umbra way ahead of you. Um, as they turn a corner, slam into a wall, and then uh, continue on their way, chasing after Captain Deandra Morales. Kinsey, you're able to grab your two weapons. You turn back and you see a little bit at your mercy 
a member of the security team hanging upside down, struggling with their rifle um, against the, like uh, their sling as they're like trying to get it so that they can aim it at you. But you full on have the drop on them. Uh, meanwhile, Leo, unbeknownst to all of you, sits there for a second, nods, and goes a different direction. And that's where we're going to end tonight's session. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.